Hey everyone, happy December. Welcome back to the Practicology Podcast. This is episode 45. If you pay attention to the episode numbers, you might have been expecting episode 44 on this Sunday night or Monday morning, but we did release a bonus episode midweek last week. Hope you caught that one. If you're interested in a few book reviews, that was released on Wednesday. If you haven't, you can go and find episode 44. But Mike, what do you have for us here in episode 45 today? Hi, Matthew. I, I want to talk about attentiveness as an act of love. I learned recently that our eyesight is very limited as to what it can focus on. And if you hold your thumb out at arm length, the area of your focus is basically limited to the area of your thumbnail. And your brain just sketches in the rest of the vision and, and puts the backstory around it. But our point of focus, this is the point, our focus is a very rare commodity. We can only focus on one thing. So that when we focus on one person, it is a very special act of love. And we can love others in two different ways by our focus. We can love them directly by our attentiveness and indirectly. So the, the direct way is very obvious. We directly love others when we stop and pay them attention. A parent stops what she's doing and turns her focus on the little child tugging on her shirt. This is such an act of love for that child. Um, a friend across from you at the coffee table puts, puts the phone away, ignores all the other conversations and noise in the room and just focuses on you. We're all familiar with cameras and maybe how in the viewfinder there's that little rectangular grid and you can move and reposition until you have filled that rectangular grid with the object you're wanting to focus on. And when we focus on others, we're, we're basically filling our viewfinder with that person and we're saying... I want to give you all my attention. You're the only one I'm interested in right now. I give you my ear and time. This is a massive act of love that we need to get better and better at expressing to one another. But what I want to focus on, sorry, uh, in this episode is, is how we love others indirectly by our focus. So just a quick example, when, when you drive down the highway, and you refuse to be a distracted driver and, and be all over your phone and texting people with your fingers and so on. No, when, when you focus on the road, you are loving all the other people on the road at that mo moment indirectly. Yeah, I guess our phones are a problem for our direct and our indirect love. Maybe another example you might say like a of indirect love is a, a surgeon who's focusing on his studies and his training indirectly he is showing love to the hundreds or thousands of patients that he will serve later on right yeah that's a good example and so just to bring this home a little bit more as to how we can love others indirectly with our focus uh say there's this father and he faces two ways of spending his disposable time every morning let's say he's got 20 30 minutes before work that that's to his that's available to him and, and so the one way he can spend it is by grabbing that phone you just mentioned, Matthew, and checking through emails and headlines and social media, and going onto online chats and debates, and basically filling his mind and soul with all the controversies, with all the news of things going sour, people acting badly. And when this father, in our example, chooses that as his object of focus, he comes to the breakfast table grouchy, self-absorbed, ornery, disengaged, impatient. But he has another option, let's say. A, a kind friend every morning goes to a breakfast diner near his house and has given this man a standing invitation to meet him anytime he wants 
And when the man does make the choice to spend his morning with that other man, he spends it with a friend who's very kind, and he ends up coming home just like that man, or a, a lot more like him. Instead of being ornery and grouchy, he's kind, he's calm, he's happy. He listens to his wife and children. He's patient with them. And the question is, well, which man, which father, which husband does the family prefer? And obviously, they would all prefer the second. By spending his focus with that good influence of a friend, he loves his family indirectly. Well, where am I going with this? I, I am the man. I don't have a friend waiting for me at a breakfast diner every morning, but, but here are my legitimate options each morning. My initial temptation, option number one, my initial temptation is to grab my phone, check email. Maybe there's a critical email of something I've said or done, right? And so then maybe I want to medicate the, the hurt that I feel from that by going onto Facebook. Maybe someone has said something more kind about me there or checking the news, finding out what's going on in the world. Well, if, if I spend my focus this way, there's a good chance when I do show up to my family, I'll be all cranky and not very pleasant to be with. So we need to love others indirectly by our focus because every morning I have another option. And it is to come into the presence of the kindest, gentlest, most gracious friend a person could have in the whole world. And every time I do spend my attention on this friend, my wife gets a new husband, my children get a new father, my peers, when I used to go to the office, my peers used to get a new worker, uh, my customers got a much happier person serving them. We love others indirectly by managing our focus. And so my question driving this episode is, what will you focus on for the sake of the world? It's really good, Mike. I, I hope people are listening to this and not just passing by or listening on too high a speed. I'd love you to go back and just listen to those last couple of minutes. Again, this is really good for my own soul. It's very helpful. Now, at the same time, this truth of loving others by disciplining ourselves, it sounds very reason reasonable. Uh, rational, logical. I just want you to clarify for us, is it clearly biblical? Yeah, good question. Um, these thoughts are, are coming from my engagement with Titus chapter 3. And in verses 8 to 11, Paul gives these instructions to Titus, who is posted on Crete for a job Paul has given him to do. Paul says to him, the saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. They're profitable for others. And then Paul says, but avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. As for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him, knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. So, so you see what Paul is telling Titus here? He's saying there's something to stress and get everyone to pay their attention on. And there's a whole bunch of other things to avoid. Controversies, genealogies, dissensions, quarrels. He's saying, Titus, you need to love people indirectly by focusing on what is good. So just think about a tree in, in a wood. That tree puts all its energy and focus onto one thing, the appearing of the sun. It spreads out its branches, it's or, it orients its whole being to absorb as much energy from the sun as it can. 
it's not tunnel vision, but it's it's trunk vision. It is radically oriented and focused on on attracting the, the sun's rays so that it can produce fruit for the world. And in the center of Titus chapter 3 is the appearing of the warmth of the kindness and love of God in the arrival of the, of the person of Jesus Christ. And what Paul is urging Titus to do is to be himself the person who is obsessed with focusing all his energy on receiving as much of the warmth and light and sunshine of the love of Christ so that he and the believers can be fruitful for the sake of the world. In fact, in verse 14, at the end of the chapter, Paul tells Titus to be instructing the people of these things that they will not be unfruitful. So this is all about Christians absorbing God's kindness to them in the gospel so that they can produce fruit for the sake of others. Now, there's lots of debates, developments, and trends going on through the world at any given moment, Mike. If I'm paying attention to you properly, I don't think you're saying that we should be naive and completely ignore them and bury our head in the sand. But I guess we have to be careful that these things don't sidetrack us and displace our proper focus. Yeah, that's right. And, and this begs the question, well, what is the object of our focus to be? For the tree, it's the appearing of the sun. What is it for the Christian? Well, I have already been hinting at it, I think. When Paul says at the beginning of verse 8, the saying is trustworthy and, and stress these things, Titus, what he's talking about is the verses immediately prior, verses all about the appearing of God's kindness in Christ. So I become a kinder person to my family and world when I spend time receiving God's kindness to me in Christ. When I radically commit myself to spending time in the presence of my gentle Savior, I become like him and become gentle to others for, for their good. Now, Mike, you keep talking about spending time with the kind Savior. Just clarify for us what that actually looks like. How do we do that? Well, we do this by reading the Bible, by meditating on its words, by thinking on it, and then speaking to our Lord in prayer. And this is what we often call having our devotions or practicing spiritual disciplines, or it's called the means of grace. And I know this is an area that maybe we all struggle in at times. And so, Matthew, you and I are planning to do some episodes in January, a time when people often, you know, feel fresh resolve to, to, to succeed in these areas. We want to devote some episodes in January to helping us with our spiritual disciplines. But with a view to that, um, let's just look at three crucial and quick things about our devotions. Number one, reading and prayer are means of enjoying grace, not means of earning grace. This, this is a very important point. We don't practice reading and prayer to make our Father gracious to us, but rather we practice reading and prayer to enjoy the grace our Father already has for us. Again, just to think of that tree, it doesn't spread out a canopy so that the sun will appear but rather just to catch the rays that do come when the sun appears. And so it is with, with our reading. We're not doing it to, to get God to love me, but we're doing it to get his love that he already has for me, just to enjoy it. And so think of your devotions as spreading out that canopy of branches to, to receive the warmth of his rays of love that he always has for you. And secondly, reading and prayer are to be focused on God and his grace, not on you and your failure, and, and all your responsibilities. The people Paul is warning Titus to avoid were, were big-time Bible readers. 
The problem was that their interpretation and their whole slant on the Bible was wrong. It was all about them, and it was all about doing more, and it was all about making more rules and so on, but they miss the grace of God in Christ. And so this is also very important. It is true that when we read the word, we find there are things that we're to obey, that we're to repent of. This is all very true, but our focus should be on God's grace to us. We should come to the scriptures looking for the truth of the gospel, looking for the glory of Christ, looking for a reminder of his goodness and love to me. And so, as you come to the Word, don't spend all your attention on more things that you're supposed to do and squeeze into your day. Don't also be overly caught up with all your failure, nor even with all your feelings. Look away from self onto Christ. Look onto His kindness and goodness to you in the Gospel. And then just thirdly, uh, reading and prayer do require discipline. We're in a battle for our attention. The app developers that develop apps for our phones, they want our attention very badly. All of our media is designed to get us to click once more. The, the news media tried to make the headlines and thumbnails as juicy as possible. And our own hearts incline naturally towards gossip and salacious controversies. And so it will take some discipline. But maybe just choose right now. Choose what you'll read in the Bible until the year ends. Choose a time that you're going to, to read each day. Maybe Google a Bible reading plan and pick one that you'll start January 1st. Make sure it's a realistic one. Make sure that you'll have time just to enjoy God's grace in, in a specific passage rather than sweating it out to get all the chapters done. Maybe pick a plan with a bit of leeway so you can have some catch-up days because it will take discipline. So we're at the close of the episode. Before we finish, I just want to make sure that it's clear how this passage is working. Paul is saying in verses 8 and 9, Focus on this. Don't be distracted by that. As we move a few verses earlier, we find out what it is we're to focus on. It's not on all the things that we're supposed to do. It's not even on all our failures or, or feelings. It's on God's grace to us in Christ. It's on his truth of the gospel. And as we focus on the kindness of Christ to us, we become kinder and gentler, which brings us to the opening verses of this chapter. We become uh, ideal citizens we become ideal neighbors, family members, church members, and we become the appearing of God's kindness to others in the world. So let us learn to love others indirectly by being absolutely committed to focusing on Christ's kindness. I appreciate these good, clear and practical reminders, Mike. This is going to do me good today and tomorrow morning as well before I come to breakfast, not at the diner, but at uh, my breakfast table with my family. So thank you very much for the thoughts and thank you everybody for tuning in. And we hope you can join us for our next episode of the Practicology Podcast releasing in another week's time. God bless and have a great day, everyone.